You are listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode 101. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Today's guest is Eric Bajerso. Eric is the general manager of the Canadian Cooperative Wool Growers Limited. Today, Eric and I will be talking about Canadian wool and Canadian sheep. And I'm very excited to talk to you today, Eric. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, it'll be good to talk to you as well. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I would like to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit uh, about what you do in the wool industry. Okay, uh, so my name is uh, so I'm the general manager of Canadian Cooperative Wool Growers Limited, uh, a producer-owned uh, cooperative and uh, my primary responsibility is the uh, coordination, collection and, uh, and marketing of the Canadian wool clip. And how did you actually get started in the wool industry? Well, didn't really come from a sheep background. Uh, graduated from agricultural college uh, many years ago and uh, started out basically in our retail division uh, of the cooperative and, uh, and then sort of migrated uh, to, the, uh, to the wool marketing side of the business in the early 80s. And you've been with the cooperative ever since then? Yes, that's correct. You got hooked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but tell us a little bit more about the Canadian Cooperative Wool Growers Limited. What does the organization do? Cooperative Wool Growers Limited, as I mentioned, is a producer-owned cooperative. Um, we're uh, in our 100th year. Um, we've been in business since 1918. The, the primary function of the organization is the uh, the value-added service that we offer the grower, the uh, coordination of collecting the wool uh, throughout the country, uh, assembling it and then uh, uh, collecting it uh, in one central grading location where we grade about 20 different types. We have a number of different uh, breeds. So we do grading and then the objective measurement uh, of those types and, and the marketing of the wool and currently uh, selling into a, about six different countries globally. Wow, that's a lot of uh, different things. And was that also originally uh, these type of services why the cooperative was founded or what was kind of the origin of the cooperative? Well, in the early days, in 1918, there was no uh, organized uh, form of uh, collection for producers or marketing. Uh, so the producers were basically at the mercy of whoever came to their door uh, to buy their wool. So that's why leaders in the industry got together in 1918 and, uh, and formed our organization. And we've been doing that same service uh, ever since 1918. And when it's a cooperative it means that actually the organization is owned by all the canadian wool growers well yes producers uh, to actually become a member um, have to buy or buy shares 
There's about 10,000 producers. Uh, we service many small producers uh, in Canada. Uh, so you don't actually have to be a, uh, a shareholder to use our, uh, our wool marketing services. Ah, okay. But if you want to have a vote and be entitled to the various uh, perks that are afforded to the membership, uh, then you have to be a shareholder. But if you're not, you can still get your wool graded and marketed. Yes, we, we still, uh, everybody that markets uh, sends wool in, it, it gets handled in exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. It's graded according to international standards and, uh, and, and then objectively measured and, and sold on the world market. Okay. Now, before we talk a little bit more about the Canadian Wool Clip and the producers, tell me a little bit more about the history of sheep and wool in Canada. The sheep have been in Canada from the uh, right from the beginning. They were first brought to Canada by early settlers uh, in the 1600s. And uh, when the country was being developed, uh, Western and Eastern Canada, sheep... Uh, played a vital role uh, with those early settlers, you know, providing, uh, uh, providing meat and wool. And so we've always had um, sheep uh, in Canada, uh, just we don't have big numbers. That's, that's one of our biggest challenges, that the, the size of the flock in Canada. And do you know from which countries the sheep arrived from? Well, uh, you know, the breeds that we have today... Uh, the fine wool breeds uh, are Rambouillet, Targhee, Columbia, and Corydale. Um, but most of the producers in Canada you know, are focused primarily on uh, prime lamb production. And so those would be the breeds such as Suffolk, Dorset, Cheviot, uh, Hampshire. A uh, Canadian breed, the, the Arcot, is quite popular as well uh, for, uh, for commercial lamb production. So over time, the sheep have been more and more adapted to the Canadian weather conditions and landscapes? Yes, that's correct. Uh, you know, we, we would really love to have merino sheep in Canada, but our climate, I think, uh, is not well suited for merino uh, production. But uh, our Rambouillet and Targhee are the finest breeds that, uh, that we have, and they're uh, mostly located in western Canada. Mm-hmm where it's a drier climate and they're well suited to, to those conditions. Okay. And what would be your typical Canadian wool clip? Talk a little bit about micro range, the quality. The, the, the thing about the Canadian wool clip is that we have so many breeds. Uh, so we have quite a wide range of microns. Um, you know, we have uh, the finer types start at 22 micron and then, um, right up to uh, 36 micron but the bulk of the clip because we're we're so focused on meat production 29 to 34 uh, is is a sizable uh, percentage of the canadian clip okay and what would the canadian wool typically be used for what kind of product it's well suited for um, hand knitting yarns uh, blankets coating fabrics a number of things uh, Uh, of that nature and um, you know the finer types uh, uh, we, we sell regularly our, our, our longer length wools uh, for top making applications um, 
So, but those would be the sort of the main type of products that it would be uh, well suited for. Mm. And is the Canadian wool used within Canada or are you exporting it? Where does the wool go after it's being shorn? That's uh, the biggest change that we've seen uh, since the early days of the cooperative. Uh, the textile industry in North America is really a, you know, a, a fraction of what it uh, was in the early days. So uh, in those days, a lot of mills uh, in North America, so the wool was actually uh, processed and, and manufactured in Canada or the United States. Uh, but now um, we've lost that infrastructure, and so a sizable amount of the Canadian clip is exported, upwards of 90%. Um, basically all that we have left, uh, there's no combing mills in Canada, no commercial scouring. But we do have uh, some, um, a select number of uh, hand knitting mills and uh, blanket manufacturers, uh, but that and a little bit of felt making. Uh, but that's that's all that's left. So that's why we've been sort of forced into uh, an export uh, situation over the years. And where's most of your wool going to? Well, like the rest of the world, China is a is a major uh, destination for Canadian well a uh, wool. It's well suited. Uh, Uh, you know, for, for China. And uh, we also sell into the United States. Uh, we're, we're selling uh, into Eastern Europe, uh, the Czech Republic, uh, Bulgaria and Egypt are some other markets, a little bit into India. So we're quite well diversified, but certainly uh, China and USA would be our major export destinations. Okay, that sounds interesting. Now, talk also a little bit about the Canadian wool growers, or you call them the, the wool producers. Um, like, where are they located? Um, how big is their... Located? Yeah, lo located. How big is their typical sheep uh, flock, etc.? Well, a large flock in Canada would be a thousand sheep. Uh, so we have everything up to that point. Uh, I mentioned with 10,000 producers, a lot of uh, small producers that maybe have, you know, only 50 sheep, uh, 100 sheep. But we're, we're seeing the flock size gradually increase. Um, so those those smaller flocks would be on mixed farms. Um, but we have um, in Canada the, the largest uh, population of sheep uh, in Ontario, Quebec, uh, and Alberta in that order would account for Uh, you know, at least 60% of the sheep production in Canada. Okay. And like, can you describe a tip, typical year um, of, you know, a sheep and wool year? Like when would you be shearing, um, etc.? How, how does a typical year look like? Well, we still have the situation. Spring shearing is, is when a lot of the wool gets shorn. Uh, but we also have a, a lot of different management practices in play. Again, um, looking at the meat market are using breeds where they lamb uh, year-round. Uh, so some are doing accelerated lambing. So it's been good for our organization because we have a continuous supply of wool uh, coming into our grading facility for all 12 months. But the bulk of the clip arrives, uh, you know, between March and uh, August is when the bulk of the wool comes into our hands. But we do have, uh, you know, in Western Canada, 
the larger fine wool producers will start shearing in December. So those wools uh, start coming into our hands then, uh, primarily uh, January to April uh, period. And are sheep also kept indoors for some part of the year or are they always outside? No, uh, that's the, unfortunately with our climatic conditions, uh, we do have a fair amount of confinement rearing. So uh, in a lot of cases, sheep are, uh, are housed indoors uh, in barns uh, for, for the winter season. Yeah. Okay, and earlier you mentioned that there are some challenges for the Canadian wool industry. Can you maybe explain what these challenges would be? that wool, wool producers are facing? In. The challenges? Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess our, one of our biggest challenges is we're quite a large country with a very small uh, sheep flock, uh, you know, only about 1.2 uh, million sheep and lambs at present uh, over a vast country. So the logistics of coordinating lambs and wool um, economically, because freight is such a big factor, that's certainly... Uh, a big challenge for the industry and we spend a lot of time on that um, but I think the industry has done a really good job of uh, in both wool and meat uh, you know in that with um, with that coordination so but it, it is uh, it is a big challenge uh, for us uh, with such a sheep uh, small sheep flock and a vast amount of uh, of country that it's spread over from east coast to west coast And how have wool prices been for Canadian wool? Well, uh, our fine wool producers are, are, are very happy uh, because we obviously have been able to uh, capitalize on that, like uh, finer wool prices around the world. But uh, the, the broader wools, uh, unfortunately, haven't uh, have kind of missed the party so far. So uh, the broad wools still... Uh, a bit of a struggle we're, we're selling but uh, the uh, the market has, has not been easy uh, for uh, you know wool's uh, wool's coarser than 30 micron and uh, the bulk is again the bulk of our clip is between that 29 to 34 micron so um, it's it's been difficult but we've uh, we've managed to keep selling uh, to our traditional markets uh, we have to keep selling there's always a new clip coming. So, you know, we just uh, try to be disciplined sellers on the market. We, uh, we'll do spot sales, but we'll also do forward contracts uh, if, if that opportunity presents itself. Okay, thank you for sharing those insights. And earlier you mentioned that the Canadian Cooperative was founded in 1918, so you are celebrating exactly 100 years. Can you maybe give us a comparison of how the wool industry in Canada is today compared to 100 years ago? Well, there was definitely more sheep uh, in the country in 1918, for sure. That first year, the company uh, uh, collected and graded about four and a half million pounds. And... Um, You know, today we're we're struggling to to market three million pounds annually. So there was uh, more sheep, uh, so obviously more wool. And the other significant factor that I previously mentioned was the uh, the infrastructure for the textile industry was here to actually uh, process those wools in a lot of cases. So the wool was actually being uh, you know consumed in in North America.
Okay. And do you have like a vision for the future of Canadian wool? Do you see something will change? Well, Are you actively working on something? The uh, Our organization is, is well-placed uh, for the industry to expand. And it seems that... Um, You know, the, the opportunities, the bigger opportunities in Canada are for the meat production uh, at this particular time. But, of course, there will be that those sheep uh, will, will produce wool and we'll be looking to, to market that, uh, that commodity as we saw, have always done. So we, we just uh, hope that, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to find new products for the coarser wools uh, Uh, the, and they may be able to enjoy some of the uh, success that the, the Merino brand um, has, has enjoyed around the world. Uh, it's really great to see the, the fine wool producers, uh, you know, enjoying these good prices because they've, we all know they've had many, many difficult years um, with, with lower prices. So we really hope that the, the coarser wools can follow suit in some way. Excellent. Well, before we close... Maybe one personal question, Eric. What fascinates you about wool and the wool industry? Well, the, it's the wool industry is uh, really globally quite a small fraternity. Uh, you know, next week I'll be traveling uh, to China for the Nanjing Wool Market Conference, uh, and uh, that's uh, been an excellent venue for us to promote Canadian wool and meet with. Uh, with trading uh, wool traders uh, from around the world. Um, but, you know, wool is, they've never been able to duplicate the qualities of wool. It's such a fantastic fiber uh, for both summer and winter applications. So uh, we're, we're very pro-wool uh, in this company, obviously. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a, a fantastic fiber that uh, renewable resource, environment friendly, it has everything going for it uh, compared to, uh, you know, other, other fibers that are in, within the marketplace. <laughs> yes, that is true. Now, where can our listeners find out more about the Canadian Cooperative Wool Growers? Where should they go? But to, to, uh, to learn more about our business, A significant part of the business uh, that's we've diversified over the years is our retail business, where we do sell wool clothing, and also uh, we deal with the farming community for livestock supplies, animal health products, and equipment. Uh, so that's actually quite a large part of our business today, along with the wool marketing uh, service. But if you go to our website, wool.ca, you can find out uh, really for sure. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for your time. It was really nice to learn more about the Canadian wool industry. And I wish you lots of success for the next 100 years. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. We really <laughs> appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to have the interview with you and to uh, tell the world a little bit about uh, the Canadian wool industry. I really appreciate uh, uh, you giving us that opportunity. Excellent. Well, thank you and bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye now. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Eric Begerso from the Canadian Corporate Wool Growers Limited. If you want to find out more about Eric as well as about Canadian wool, then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 101. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 101. Thank you for listening today. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.